Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We are. Oh, yeah, it just started rolling. Okay, Right great. when you said that, so no one will notice. Wow. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 16 of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. My sperm's dumb. I'm Dory. My eggs are old. And together we can't make a baby without science. Correct. Um, And and I'm wondering, can Beyonce make a baby without science? How old is Beyonce? She's like 35. Eh, She's still good. She's... Good. No, she's pregnant with twins. Uh-huh. And you find that she, unlikely to occur naturally? Well, she had a miscarriage. Uh-huh. And there was also a rumor that Blue Ivy was carried by a surrogate. Uh-huh. And I'm familiar I, with the internet's theories. I just feel like I don't know. Look, maybe she spontaneously had she spontaneously is having twins. All right. And well, it's possible. Listen, if she's not 
She's welcome to come on the podcast. I know that's that's where I'm going with this. Okay, Bay, swing by, (laughs) swing by, drop some IVF knowledge on us. If you want to bring your husband, we'll have him. Yeah, we have room at the table to have him. Literally. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I like when celebs are open about IVF. Yeah. But she's not. I know. I wish she would be. Look, maybe she's not even IVFing. She, maybe she's not IVFing. Well, you have a really big something in your teeth. Great. I'm glad that we paused the audio to discuss this. Thanks, honey. Wow. Keep going. Matt is salty today. Mm. I'm sick. Oh, now you're sick. I'm nauseous. I told you I don't feel well before we started. Mm. Do you not remember? No, I remember. But it like, was literally feeling two minutes feeling ago. Feeling a little nauseous doesn't equate with necessarily being sick. I don't often feel nauseous, so I'm officially sick. Well, you can't argue with that. I don't like your tone. I'm just telling you what's what's what. All right. So Beyonce. So Beyonce, come so, on on the podcast. Yeah, I just you know, Chrissy, and even if you didn't have. IVF. Come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. <laughs> um, like Chrissy we'll, we'll talk Teigen. lemonade. Chrissy Teigen is very open about having done IVF. Uh-huh. She's I think that's a, really cool. She's a friend of the podcast. In our minds. I say that only because I assume she is. <laughs> <laughs> John Legend went to Penn with you. Yeah. Chrissy follows me on Twitter. Let's make this happen. I mean, we're basically best friends. We're basically all in this together. Yeah. So what's new in the world of uh, in vitro fertilization, my dear? Well, with us, not a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we doing right now? What are we waiting for? We're waiting for my period to uh-huh. come. Oh, guys, aren't you excited to find out when Dory's period comes? Why is there silence? They're not excited? You don't sound excited. Well, I mean, it's like... It's... An what interesting it, thing. Honey? It's an interesting thing that the audience <laughs> is waiting for. We're all waiting for it. But that's the way IVF goes. I know. We're always waiting. Yep. A lot of waiting. Hurry up and wait. For something. It's not even a hurry up and wait. It's just wait. It's just wait. You know, I realized that if everything went perfectly, yeah. we would have a kid next spring. Okay. It's like far from now. Far from now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. If I thought you were saying if everything had gone perfectly the first time we'd had a no. we'd done IVF. No. Because then we'd have a we'd have a this kid, spring. Yeah. So now you're saying it's not till next spring. Yeah. Well yeah, because you you know, you got a book to promote. I have a book. I mean that's really why we're doing IVF, let's be honest. Because of my you book. gotta promote a book. So, so we're doing we IVF. <laughs> nature was like we put nature on hold so you could uh, get at it. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so we're yeah, waiting so, on that. And then yeah, what do so we do on that. once and that then, happens? Um, we're going to do a retrieval round. <laughs> what? What is so funny? It's just funny. I don't know. It's funny sounding. Retrieval round. It's like a part of a game show. It's the retrieval it's round. It's the retrieval round, everyone. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah. Yeah. That's like why that. I laughed at it. Um, but she wants to put me on estrogen, I think, for like two weeks to line up my follicles. Remember we talked about this? Yeah. You want your follicles lined up. Yeah, we want my follicles oh. lined up. Uh, we're back at home, everybody. Oh, yeah. 
Audio is going to be good. Sorry about the audio last week. I'm. It, listen, it was a long, it was a long night for me. I was, I was in my office until I want to say twelve thirty in the morning, trying to get it listenable. I will say it's a five hundred percent improvement over what it was when I started. I'm sorry that the audio was like that. Um, we also have. We have a dead mic. The uh, the Shure SM58 is no longer with us. Oh, no. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. You, you did okay for a little while, and then you just straight up broke. Oh. Yeah, I know. It, that anyway, that's part of why the audio was the problem that it was. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, boy. It was so annoying. Anyway. Anyway, we're back home. So it's sorry about normal. that, everyone. Um, thank um, you for sticking with us. Yeah, we're back home. We have we have a an, a a fuck ton of emails. I would characterize it as a as a uh, fuck ton of emails. Yeah, we also actually now have a fuck ton of voicemails because we haven't done voicemails in a really long time. Guys, welcome to the mailbag. Yeah, I think this is a this is a mailbag episode. Can't wait to get to it. Should we start with voicemails or with emails? Let's sprinkle. Let's start with a voicemail. All right. Let's do you have a voicemail ready? I do oh, have a voicemail boy. ready. I put, them in a, I put them in a voicemails folder wow. on, on iTunes. Pretty sweet deal. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Hey, Matt and Dory. Long time listener, first time caller. This is Drew from Fresno, California. Um, just wanted to say I love the podcast. I can't, um, I can't say that it speaks to my personal experience, but a uh, long-time listener of all of Matt's podcasts, so obviously listen to this one, too. Thanks, buddy. Really great info, um, especially for my wife and I. We're thinking about having kids soon, so um, this might be something that we'll have to reference back to. Hope not. Um, my question is for Matt. Yeah. Matt. What's up? Question for you. Once you guys have your kid, whether it be a boy or a girl. Uh-huh. Or gender non-specific. I'm wondering if you would rather this child be left-handed. Yes. So you can share all of your left-handed guitars mm-hmm. with this child. Yeah. Or if you would rather the child be right-handed. So they can't touch. So it just gives you an excuse to yeah. buy a whole new collection of guitars. Oh. Drew, I hate you. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's... that's it. That's my question. Oh. I hope you guys have a great Drew. day. Love the podcast. And, uh, Matt, we should go ride bikes sometime in Huntington Beach or something. Yeah. I cycle 200 miles a week, so. That's fucking awesome. We'll do it. All right. Thanks, guys. I love it. I'll be slower than um, you. Wait. I... Drew, I'll be slower than also, you. Also. Uh, oh, oh, no. Another one was playing. That was, that was because I put them in a playlist. Oops. Oh, boy. Um, wait. If he cycles 200 miles a week, he should be putting frozen peas on his balls. Yeah. Put some frozen peas on your balls. You got to keep those. You got to keep your dangly's cool yeah we don't we we don't want you to have to do ivf we don't want you to have a low, low sperm count and seriously riding your bike a lot is is gonna affect it possibly so yeah might as well just take all the necessary precautions and get some frozen peas on your balls yeah also great idea hadn't i thought about that option Oh my god! I want to kill myself. I'm thinking about it right now. Like all these guitars, and I'm like, "Oh, such a cool guitar!" If I was a little right-handed person, I'd buy it. Now, if my kid's right-handed, oh man. Oh god. Oh boy. 
Drew, that was a great idea. <laughs> Drew, I hate you. Drew, I never thought about that. I'd always assumed that my child would hopefully be right, left-handed and then would learn how to play my guitars. Um, and then they could have them. Really just looking forward to, you know, let's say 80 years from now when I pass on. I want someone to be able to enjoy these guitars that I've accumulated. But on the bright side, if the kid's right-handed, Drew, you really knock it out of the park right there. Oh, I can get so many deals on righties. That There's so many of oh them. Oh, my God. I want to die. Oh, boy. Thanks, Drew. Okay. Please call in again. No. That's another good idea. No, stay away. All right. Here's, here's another voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Rhiannon from Wales. I just had a bit of a freak out with your um, Google voice thing because I didn't I didn't understand how it works. I've never <laughs> called it before. She's Welsh. Um, yeah, I know. I thought, like, her accent's very Welsh. Started doing weird things. Um, anyway, I am one of your listeners who has nothing to do with IVF. Get a lot of those. Not particularly thinking about having kids, but I heard Matt. <clears throat> on the Gilmore Guys and somehow <laughs> felt compelled to, to listen to you. I think it was the uh, excellent adventure name that got my attention. Yes. Anyway, I read other podcasts. I, you kept me company through long nights of packing because I'm moving to Spain tomorrow and I've just been packing. You're and moving to Spain? Talk. Um, and it's fascinating. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. You're it's welcome. a real kind of window into another world. Um, and my question is about egg freezing. Story you mentioned mm. that you at some point considered freezing your eggs. I did. And I'm just curious how that came about. Did your gynecologist suggest it? And is that is that standard practice? Um, and why did you decide not to? Um, I he- I feel like I hear about egg freezing quite a lot on American TV and, and films, but I don't seem to hear about it in the UK. Oh. It could just be coincidence. Interesting. And I'm, I'm I also might be wrong, but I think that in America, you your relationship with gynecologists is quite different to us in the UK. Like we oh. don't tend to have gynecologists we just go to the GP oh. and stuff. Um, so I'm quite interested in that as well I suppose um, oh sorry if you can hear random noises in the background that's my puppy Emily what are you doing um, <laughs> anyway thank you very much it's a puppy for everything and I really wish you lots of luck for your your current round of IVF I really hope it's thank successful you. I'm, I'm sure you're going to be fantastic parents um, you probably don't have much time to think about the actual parenting at the moment. No, never. Getting through the, the IVF. Um, anyway, lots of love from Wales, especially to Bo. Aww. Bye. Bo, you have lots of love from Wales. Yeah, from Rhiannon. Oh, the Welsh. What I a good she, people. Uh, Thank you for first, giving us Tom Jones. She is our first uh, Welsh listener. That we've heard from. That we've heard from. Oh, I was going to say, it's not true. I can tell you how many people in Wales have listened to us. Oh, interesting. I could look that up. But Um, uh, thank you for your voicemail. Yeah, thank thank you. you. for checking out this podcast. Thanks to the Gilmore guys. Yeah, that's very cool. Let's talk about your egg freezing. Okay, so... Let's talk about why you didn't do that and what 
the repercussions of that were for our life. Well, according to Dr. Beck, like not a ton. She said my eggs were fine. What? She like pretty much blamed your sperm. Did she? Yeah. Why is she the only person to have done that? Because she's real talking us. Ugh. Guys. Whatever. <laughs> Good comeback. Um so yeah, I, f- I do think in the United States there's a lot of fear mongering about women's declining fertility. Mm. And especially like once you turn 35, it's like you've crossed this Rubicon and you have immediately become like your uterus has immediately like shriveled and turned into ash. And so I think I had internalized a lot. Of, whoa, what did you just do? I turned you down because you were in the red. Oh. peeking whoa in the red mm-hmm. um there's just a lot of a lot of the media i feel like the media loves this story of like career ladies needing to freeze their eggs because they're just so into their careers mm-hmm. and i was like oh i'm into my career and also i i think when i turned 35 i wasn't dating anyone and i was living in new york where being like a single 35 year old lady in New York comes with its whole, comes with like a whole set of expectations and like, it's just a lot. And you start feeling like, Oh my God, I'm like, not only am I going to be alone forever, but my uterus has, is going to turn to dust at the stroke of midnight kind of thing. Yeah. As they do. What? Isn't that what happens? No. Oh. Um, so I was like, well, maybe I should look into freezing my eggs. So I went to um, the fertility clinic at NYU mm-hmm. and I met with a doctor who I now think of him as like like a smooth talking salesman. Uh-huh. He like, you know, he was like drawing all these all these graphs and figures and was basically like you know, warning me that it would be like impossible to get pregnant on my own after 35. And he really like, I felt like he was really selling the egg freezing thing. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I should, I should maybe go down this road. So excuse me, I did all the tests and everything looked normal and they were like, okay, you're like, you're, you're a good candidate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I even went to like, they had like an orientation and it was like me and like four other like sad single mid to late thirties women sitting around this conference room table and everyone seemed like depressed. And it was just, it, the, the vibe was, was not a great vibe, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, but then I was like, all right, well, this is a lot of money. How much was it? It was the same as uh, the same as a round of IVF, except minus the fertilization. So it was like I don't know. I want to say it was around ten thousand mm. dollars, and then storing the eggs every year I think was like two grand or something. That's a lot. It was a lot. Um, and like a month or two went by and I didn't do it. You know, it was the same thing you were supposed to like call on the first day of your period. And I just didn't do it. And then I decided to move to LA. Yeah. And then I was like, I felt 
I felt weird, like freezing my eggs in New York and leaving them in New York and then moving to LA. Yeah. And so, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to move to LA and start a new chapter of my life. And I'm going to meet a guy named Matt on Tinder who lives a block away from me. Mm. And so glad that worked out for we're you. We're going to get married and adopt a dog named Bo. And have a child naturally. But that part didn't happen. Yeah, but that wasn't totally because of my eggs. I like how you're just taking this tiny window the doctor gave you, and now we're just blaming Matt. Yeah, but, okay. If you didn't have low sperm count, we could have probably done IUI, and I could have gotten pregnant. Yeah, but the sperm count, my low sperm count is... I'm tell, I know why it is. It's because I grew up so fat. Okay, I'm just saying, like... We're doing IVF. They told us we had to go straight to IVF because of your sperm. Guys, I don't want to play the blame game because I'm losing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, you had a low follicle count last month. So let's be honest. We're both not in great shape. Okay. The first retrieval, they got 18 eggs. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So... They weren't like perfect eggs. I didn't say they were perfect eggs. I feel like you're saying that they were. No, I'm not saying that. I miss Bo. He's here. I know. He's sleeping. He's right there on the couch. He's sleeping. <sighs> anyway. So, yeah. So that's kind of the story. And then here we are. Thanks, Wales. Ta-da. Enjoy um, Spain. I hope you like tapas. And eating really late. I do like that. You like eating late? I do. Really? You I would, would if I could. You would eat at like 10 p.m.? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you? If you, like, if it had no repercussions on your body, would you like to eat late? Don't you like, you know, that feeling of uh, eating a massive, like, like a Thanksgiving meal and then falling asleep on a couch super full? No, because then you feel really sick. All right. I mean, listen, we're just two two peas in a different pod here or something. What pod are you in? A space pod. Oh, cool. Um, should we read some emails? Sure. We heard from a couple people about uh, lesbian doulas. We did? Yeah, we did. I didn't know we asked about that. Yeah, remember I was like, here's an idea that someone should take and run with it because Hannah and Amy were saying oh, that they were lesbian just like doulas to be yeah. sperm. And I thought like, you were. I forgot that that was what the what you were talking about. Yeah. I thought you meant a, just a doula who happened to be a lesbian. I was like, well, that seems like a thing that could easily be happening all over the place. No, I meant like doulas for lesbians. Yeah, you meant well. I mean, but a doula is not for the pre-pregnancy getting pregnant process. I understand that, but... Right, which is why I was just confused. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right, so this is from Annie. She says, I'm a new fan of your podcast, and I'm listening to episode 15 where your friend said we wish there were doulas. There are. What? She wrote that in all caps. Sorry for the all caps excitement, but this blew my mind when I first started learning. The TLDR is my wife and I, both cis ladies, have not even gotten to the sperm in our bodies parts yet part yet but have had a number of false starts and tests so i've done an obsessive amount of research to fill the intervening time Uh 
The world of queer baby making is a huge internet void, unlike the straight hetero world of forums. That's changing a bit with a small handful of Facebook groups. Anyway, our own midwife at Columbia Fertility here in DC is named Signe Olson. Do we have midwives at California Fertility Partners? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. And she's building up her whole queer midwifery practice. Hashtag ad, though just because I love her, I have no actual reason to. But also, turns out that many of your neighborhood progressive doula midwife collective type places will totally coach you through this. It's hard to figure out because their websites all suck. Well, I, when I think of a doula, I don't think of someone who's savvy in building a website. Mm, I think of point. someone who knows how to put towels places. Mm. And do other things. I know, but but that's what I don't associate do. someone who can organize towels to prevent mess with someone who's really good at designing a website. I feel like you just belittle doulas. Well, same by virtue of the same same side. The other side of that coin is I wouldn't want a guy who's really good at a website helping deliver <laughs> my wife's baby. Fair. All right. Uh, there's also a place in Seattle, Maya Midwifery, that will help you do super advanced charting and help you get your inseminations done with some coaching or find you a local practitioner. Mm. Of course, this took hours of internet research and Facebook group reading to write you that paragraph. I know the writing probably doesn't make for great on-air reading, but if you want to share this with your listeners, there you have it. Too late. I have a lot of feels about this journey we're on, and I'm thankful to you all for sharing your own with humor and a lot of grace. Warmly, Jesse. Thanks, Jess. Um, and e. this is from Bree, also on the topic of doulas. Bree left us a voicemail that I listened to, and it was really cutting in and out. And then she realized it was cutting in and out, and she sent us this voice, this email. Oh, okay. Uh, Hi, Matt and Dory. I just left you a voicemail, but I was driving through Manhattan traffic with my headphones, and I'm not sure how the quality was. It was bad. <laughs> Um, I also wanted to more eloquently add in. First of all, what were you doing driving in Manhattan? That's bananas. Oh, good point. Um, I started binging your podcast last week when Matt mentioned it on Gilmore guys, hardcore hashtag team Jess, because I'm a birth and postpartum doula and soon to be student midwife in NYC. And I'm so interested in the IVF process. The entire time I've been listening this week, I kept formulating a message to you in my head, and then finally today, while listening to your latest episode with your friends Hannah and Amy, I literally pulled over to take out my headphones and call after you, Dory, said, if anyone is a doula, steal this idea. My friend and I have been talking about developing a plan to be IVF fertility doulas for quite some time now because we've heard insane stories from our clients that have gone through the process. Mm. Here are my questions. If you had the chance to hire an IVF doula to walk you through the process, Warn you about shitty side effects of meds on your period, help you figure out whether or not to pee on the stick, suggest dietary changes or acupuncture, as well as let Matt know he didn't have to get naked. Oh. For acupuncture, sure. Help you advocate for your... Or for this pregnancy, really. (laughs) Oh, wow. Help you advocate for yourself with your doctors and nurses, i.e. your doctor should be sensitive to the emotions of the process, and this is reasonable to want. Just be there for you to text you crazy emojis on the day you find out news during the two-week wait. And when you have a loss or it doesn't work, would you do it? What else would you like from a doula that I haven't listed above? What's a price point that you'd feel comfortable with factoring in how insanely expensive the entire process already is? I don't even know what a doula costs. Birth doulas run anywhere from a couple hundred for the less experienced. It's like a conversation we're having. I love it. <laughs> and up to a couple thousand for much more experience. You're saying for $2,000, I can get a, a good doula? 
That's what she's saying. That seems like you guys are underselling yourselves. I would also love for you to maybe pass this on to your friend Mark and his partner and or Amy and Hannah or just chat with them if they're open to it so that I can see if their opinions are different for the differences of cis couples. I assume she means cis straight couples versus LGBTQ couples. Also, another question. Do you feel that you've even begun to think about the actual pregnancy journey and birth choices or does that just feel too huge? Thank you so much for reading this long email in advance for answering. One of my favorite things about my job is witnessing the birth of a family. It's so hard to become a parent in a society where everyone is secretly or obviously judging you for any freaking choice you make. And my life goal is to help make it easier for every couple or individual that wants a totally objective IVF pregnancy birth new parent cheerleader along the way. I'm so excited for you both, and I can't wait to hear how the rest of your journey goes. I know I'll cheer aloud when you and hopefully an awake Matt finally see that little positive sign on the stick. Yeah, because I was sleeping. Love and light, Brie. Wait, why did you start laughing? I just remembered all of my opinions on doulas, and then I just started laughing. Oh, do you have negative opinions? I mean, I just, I love, uh, I love modern medicine. I think it's great. You ha- you can have a doula and use modern medicine. Yeah. Like, you can have... Like, I'm just not into home birth, first of all. Okay, no one's talking about home birth. I know, but I feel like most doulas home birth it. What the hell is that? Oh, that's my uh, alarm to take my pill. Which pill? Take my it. My CoQ10. No, I can take it when we're done. But what if you forget? I won't forget. Okay. But thank you. All right. Um... Whoa. Okay. So Brie had a lot of questions. She did. What do you think about what she was asking? Uh, I mean, it's like hiring a financial advisor, right? Interesting. Go on. Uh, where it's, you know, something that would certainly make my life easier, but I haven't done it. Right. I mean, I kind of think about this like pre-birth. It's like, it's like your, it's like a Sherpa. Dr. Weiner was like my Sherpa for a minute. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be great if we didn't. We're, I feel like we're Sherpaing for a lot of people. Yeah. We're too far along at this point to, yeah. to need our own Sherpa. But I mean, it is a black hole. Totally. It's a weird time period where no one really has any information for you. Yeah. So by that extension, I think it's very useful. Um, I think it's certainly a viable service that you could be offering. It's just interesting. Like, how do you get people to know that it exists, this, this service? And also, yours? how do you, char- like, do you charge a flat fee and then the person can, I don't know. can just, like, text you anytime? Or is it, like... 200 a session? Is yeah. it 2,000 a session? I, I don't know. I don't know. IVF's already very expensive. Right. And pres- but presumably, a lot of it pre-birth is not going to be in person it's just going to be the doula like either jumping on the phone with you or like texting you even if you had like some skype sessions with this person totally to ask questions yeah that'd be a very useful thing oh you know it would be cool if you could skype with someone while like while you were doing your first injections yeah they could like be there with you something i think a doula should do yeah i mean uh, whatever we're calling this new job I like Sherpa. Society but Dula is, is okay. This pre-pregnancy Sherpa. Pre-pregnancy Sherpa. Yeah. Infertility Sherpa. Yeah, I you know, I think that all those things that you listed that were 
all things we've brought up on the podcast, I think are great services to offer. I think so too. Um, and yeah, if, if any LGBTQ couples or, or single people or LGBT, LGBTQ single people, anyone just wants to weigh in about like what you might find useful. We are all ears. Where my ladies at? Where my fellas at? Where? Where my gender nonconformists at? Yeah. Where's everyone at? Basically. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, yes, honey. I was just seeing where we are. Because- 29 minutes in. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks to bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Oh, 
boy. What's what's next on the email um, voicemail agenda? Well, we have an email uh-huh. from an anonymous listener. Okay, I like anonymous. Hey, Matt and Dory, this email is coming to you from the frozen ridiculousness that is Michigan right now. Oh, so cold. I love the podcast, even though it's hard to listen to at times. See below. Uh-oh. Oh, no. And I'm about halfway through episode nine. I'm apologizing for the audio in episode 14, 15. Sorry. That's what she meant by, or he meant uh, by hard no, to listen to. No, because when, when this person sent this in, they were only halfway through episode nine. Oh, okay. Um, also, sorry about how long this may get. I'm not sure if this should be anonymous or not because there's always a chance that my husband could listen to the podcast. He would also probably be able to figure out based on the details alone. This will make more sense after you read the rest. My husband and I have been married for 6.58 years. Okay. And we suffer from infertility. We tried three rounds of the turkey baster method, IUI, to no avail. He has a super low sperm count, and I have a blocked fallopian tube. That time was super hard and stressful, and the waiting periods made me a depressive mess. The other sucky thing is that my husband is an alcoholic and weed addict. Let me be clear. I don't really have a problem with weed, but when you do nothing else but drink, smoke, and play video games, it gets old really fast. Needless to say, our marriage is not super strong right now, and I'm going to Al-Anon to deal with my issues. He is not motivated at this time to get any help for himself, and it has gotten worse and worse over the years. My issue lies with the fact that he claims he would be more motivated if there was a baby in the picture. Oh, no. This scares the bejesus out of me because I don't want to raise a child in the current environment, and there is no guarantee that he would change anything. I don't want to put that pressure on him either because that might just cause him to fail as well. Oh, and one more thing. Mm. I have Lynch syndrome, which basically increases my chances for uterine ovarian cancer by 40 to 60%. This means I should probably have a full hysterectomy when I'm 35 to 37. I'm 31 now to avoid cancer grossness. Right. This puts a lot of time pressure on me, and I'm just not sure what to do. Mm. We aren't wealthy, and his habits prevent us from paying down debt and paying for fertility treatments. Okay, this is getting a little woe is me, so I will end there. I just wonder what your life advice would be for me. Just writing it down helps, and I thank you for having this outlet. Love you both, and love listening to Matt not following the Myra method through all of this. <laughs> Oi. Yeah. That's a that's a lot to take in. That is a lot. Definitely one of our heavier emails. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's Addiction is a difficult thing really difficult it's hard i have addiction i'm addicted to uh, probably terrible food and uh, cigarettes currently those are my addictions right now along with guitar buying maybe gambling i mean listen it's vicious you have an addictive personality i do i do somehow luckily i never took up drinking yeah i mean i drink but but not that yeah. once a I, you rarely how drink. often do i drink really once a quarter yeah you really almost never drink yeah um, and you have never done drugs yeah no i'm not a big drug guy i mean i've had your marijuanas but uh i don't enjoy how i feel on it and that's why i don't do it yeah it's not for me yeah um now as far as how you're feeling with this situation I don't think a child is the answer. No, I don't either. I'm sorry to say, but I think that, you know, try to get a puppy. <laughs> well, I, I, I would suggest uh, couples therapy. I would suggest couples therapy also, 
but I don't think it's going to take. I don't think they're going to do it. It sounds like he's not going to do it. I know, but then I think if he doesn't do it, that kind of says a lot. Yeah. You got to be willing to work on it. I mean, I didn't, Dory and I, we were going to go to, she wanted us to go to couples therapy. And the compromise that we made was that I would go to therapy on my own to try to figure me out. And then we started a podcast, which turned into couples therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not suggesting you guys do the same, but um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I could be stubborn. I'm, I'm very stubborn. And I assume this guy's, this, this, this significant other of yours is also very stubborn. Oh man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta realize he, he has to realize there's a problem before he'll do anything about it. And it sounds to me like he doesn't quite realize there's a problem. And I don't know what it's going to take to make him realize that. I don't think it's going to take a child. I don't think you should do that. Yeah. I think you, you know, it's hard. What do you think? I think, I think you should be in therapy. Anonymous listener. Oh yes, absolutely. Talk Um, to someone about it. Talk to someone about this. Like if you need to write his emails to get things off your chest, by all means, please do that. But also maybe you should find someone else to talk to in person. Yeah. Cause this is, this doesn't sound like a, like a great situation. And you also, I, I wasn't sure if he's employed. Does not, doesn't sound sound like like it is employed, but maybe he is. Yeah. I mean, that's also tough. He sounds depressed. He does sound depressed. I mean, I play video games to not think about my regular everyday goings on. Right. Like if we're bummed out about IVF or something, chances are I'm going to be pretending to be Batman on a PlayStation. Uh, it's just, you know, when I was unemployed for a little while, I played a lot of video games. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's interesting. Video games are great cause they, you have a task, you know, you're focused on a task and you're doing it. So you're not thinking about anything else. That's why I played. And that might be why he's playing. Um, Yeah hang in there keep us updated and, yeah, and us our advice updated. really is to talk to someone about it um try to get into couples therapy if you can if you can't then try to get him into his own therapy and uh stay strong and don't have a kid that's not the solution yeah yeah i agree with all that yeah um let's do one more email and then we'll go to another voicemail sounds like a plan do you want to read an email i don't know do you want me to? Um, here, I'll read this email. Great. Okay. This is from Aaron. Hi, Matt and Dory. My name is Aaron. I'm a big fan of your podcast. I've listened to Matt for years. I'm the Nerdist and Phoebe. Everyone loves Phoebe. A lot of people talking about where's Phoebe. Well, Mosher's in Paris. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to do Phoebe right now. Yeah. Believe me, we, we love each other. We'll do it again. Um, while my husband and I have never gone through the IVF experience, I decided to listen because I can always use more Matt Myra in my life. You oh. know, that's what I'm, that's, that's what America so feels. I think oh, really? America feels like that. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, that's how I felt, which is why I insisted that we have a date night last night. Yeah, we did. We had a date night. I was in charge of date night, which meant... 
I threw, I said, let's get in the car. And then I drove west <laughs> till I hit the ocean. Uh-huh. And then we walked around the Third Street Promenade. And then we went to dinner. And we went to dinner. I thought it was a great date. Acacia. And then I was so tired. Uh, she tapped out at 9.18 p.m. America, just so you know. No, that was when we left Cassia. Yeah, but you were so tired at that point. Oh, yeah, that's true. And all we did once we left Cassia was walk to the car. That's true. Anyway, back to the email. Yeah. Um, anyway, I do have some advice that I think some of your listeners may benefit from. My husband has two kids from a previous marriage, and after the birth of his second, decided to have a vasectomy. Not long after that, we're talking a month or two post-vasectomy, he and his wife divorced. Fast forward a couple years, and he and I are now married. I did not have any children of my own, and it was always something I wanted. We were unsure of how successful a vasectomy reversal would be, so we met with a fertility doctor for IVF. He encouraged us to go ahead with the reversal because the chances of a successful pregnancy were higher, and it was a much cheaper option, $8,000 for the reversal versus $20,000 plus for IVF. While it was a painful experience for my husband, it was also worth it. The reversal was successful, and he was able to produce sperm in his semen. As I'm sure you know, men still produce semen after a vasectomy. It's just free of sperm. I call it diet semen. (laughs) One day while shopping at CVS, we found a product called the Stork. Essentially, it is a device that captures sperm and places it right up on the cervix with the help of a cervical cap. Whoa. It's called cervical cap insemination. We use this and we're pregnant the very next month. While I know this does not help you, it made me think of your listeners who may be using donor sperm, such as the same-sex couple who had the ramekin. Mm. No ramekin or turkey basters required. You can use it with or without intercourse. (laughs) I hope this helps some listeners, and I'm sending all my love to you, too, for a positive outcome in the future. Love, Aaron. What was that product called again? The Stork. There you go. Um, Something to try. She also says, referring back to your last episode, Mm -hmm. I think she sent this a few weeks ago, I had to have a C-section because our son's head is so big, it was stuck. (laughs) I would not recommend it to anyone. Classic. My my incision got infected, and I ended up back in the ER the week I got home. No bueno. PPS, my husband Jason, has a wargaming podcast called Advance After Combat that is hilarious. There you go. Feel free to shamelessly plug. Advance after combat. Consider it shamelessly plugged. If you're into if you're into wargaming. There you go. Like what kind of what are we talking about though? Is it like Battlefield, Call of Duty, or is it like strategy? Like this is a very interesting question. Uh, I guess you have to find out I by guess listening you have to, listen to, to the it. podcast, which is called what? It's called Advance After Combat. Advance after combat. Get it, guys. Yep. Um all right, I'm gonna play another voicemail. Go for it. Okay. Hi, Dory and Matt. This is Jess from Brooklyn. Uh, first, Dory, congrats on this book. Um, and I'm also an author, and I know how exciting slash crazy this pre-release time is. So the book sounds awesome, so congrats. Um, thank you guys so much for your podcast. I've also been going through this infertility craziness, and I'm a huge advocate for speaking openly and frankly about it and destigmatizing all of it. And I have PCOS, and my partner has a very low sperm count, so... We've been told IVF is pretty much our only option for having biological children. Woot, woot, I wanted to mention to you and your listeners about this documentary called Vegas Baby. It used to be called Have a Baby, which is all one word. Uh, I saw it last year at the Tribeca Film Festival. I followed several couples and individuals who are entering a yearly IVF lottery. The lottery is um, sponsored oh, like by a fertility clinic in Las Vegas, and they choose one person to give a free round of IVF to every year. 
It's absolutely yeah, fascinating. I highly recommend it. I don't think it's been widely distributed yet, but they have a website, um, haveababymovie.com that people could go to if they're interested. All right. Okay, I have a question also. Um, I was just listening to episode 12, mm-hmm. uh, and Dory mentioned miracle pregnancies. I just wanted to ask your thoughts on this. Um, do you mind when people volunteer their stories with people they know who were experiencing infertility and moved on to adoption or started the IVF process only to find themselves with a surprise pregnancy? Personally, I get really frustrated when this happens because it really seems like they're just not listening to what I'm telling them. Mm. Uh, my partner and I both have diagnoses for why we're unable to get pregnant. We spend a lot of money and time and stress on getting answers and I certainly know my own body better than anyone else does. Why don't people believe me when I tell them we're shit out of luck for any chance of a, quote, natural pregnancy? I'm also an atheist, so they just pray on it. God is good. He grants miracles. Stuff is not really helpful and kind of missing the point. Mm. Um, so do you guys have a similar reaction when people volunteer the miracle baby stories, or do you find it comforting? Um, okay, that's my question. Thanks so much. Thanks for the podcast, and I'll continue listening to you and recommending your podcast to everyone I know. Okay, bye. Thank you. Uh, Jess, you're in Brooklyn. Why don't you come out to the Dory Shafir startup a novel event happening on April 27th at Powerhouse in, in Dumbo? Dumbo, it's in fucking Brooklyn. You don't have yeah. to go anywhere. Yeah. You, you don't even have to cross the bridge. You can stay in the borough. You can take a green cab. <laughs> yeah, or a lift. <laughs> <laughs> um, miracle pregnancies. I hear about them a lot. Uh. A lot, a lot. How do I feel about them? Uh, glad that worked for you. Great job. That's really how I feel about them. I don't feel any... I'm not, like, upset when I hear about them. I'm not... Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they're throwing it in my face or telling me God is good or anything like that. I just, you know. I also feel like great i'm i am super happy for you like that's awesome um but like i hope you're not telling me that to make me think that it could happen for me because i don't think it's gonna right crazier things have happened though you know for sure um but yeah i you know i i hear that i think there is always this this like there's a little bit of like well you know this just uh, also, what I what I I guess what I do really resent is the idea that like it's like when when people say about dating like well once you once you stop looking you're gonna find the person mm-hmm. it's like well okay um, and it's the same sort of thing like well once you stop once you start stressing out about it once you stop really obsessing over it then you'll get pregnant it's like uh, mm. I don't really think that's gonna happen and like Jess said, like we have a medical diagnosis for why we're not getting pregnant. Like it's not because I am thinking about it. I mean, it's, we disagree on the diagnosis, but we have one. Uh, no, you have diagnosed low sperm count. Yeah. You have diagnosed the husband that has, (laughs) I gotta go. (laughs) Um, all right. Our next voicemail is from, an old friend. Yes. Hi, Matt and Dory. It's Dom from Nashville. Yeah. Uh, I always just wanted to say I love your guys' podcast. Really great listening to it, especially while I'm doing my 3D modeling, trying to get good. Um, just had a couple questions that I thought of that I wanted to ask you guys. Love it, uh, Dom. 
I'm not sure if you guys mentioned it in a previous podcast. I can't remember off the top of my head. But have you guys thought about what you wanted to name your kids when you do get one? Uh, me being a total gamer, I kind of want to name one of my kids after a Final Fantasy character because that's what inspired me to be the uh, modeler I am now. Sure. Um, also, Dory, uh, I, re- I haven't got around to it yet, but I'm going to pre-order your book. But you. what, I was wondering what uh, motivated you and inspired you to write? Uh, I always find it interesting to see what inspires everyone. And Matt, uh, you said you wanted to play games with me. What games would you want to play? I mostly play RPGs and single-player things. Not really often I get to play with anyone, so I don't really know what I could play. So, uh, anyways, you guys are awesome. Uh, keep it up. Uh, I believe in you guys. You can do the thing. Have a good one. Bye. Oh, Dom. Oh, great to hear from you, Dom. I should visit him next time I go to Nashville. I haven't been to Nashville in a couple of years, but... Anyway, what games? I guess you... you're. Well, I mean, no, I play. You know, I play multiplayer wise Battlefield, uh, uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Um, I used to play Gears of War when I had an Xbox. Now I, I'm pretty exclusively PlayStation Four. Um racing games i'll do you know i'll do a gran turismo uh yeah that's pretty much it's pretty much what i play let's make it happen let me know let me know what you want to play i'll play it i don't really play rpg or fantasy games but if you're like hey try this one i'll be like okay i'll try it oh maybe that'll get me going that's so nice of you even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, in terms of like what inspires me to write, uh, I've like, I have always written. I feel like that's just like the way I've like processed the world. Well, more specifically, what inspired you to write that book? Um, I, I was interested in setting something in the startup world in New York. Mm -hmm. And I was also interested in exploring like gender questions because there had just been the, um, the trial of Ellen Powell, the venture capitalist who sued her former venture capital firm for sexual harass was it sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, and then she destroyed my favorite subreddit. And then she destroyed Reddit, and well, she didn't destroy all of Reddit. She also like, well, whatever. We won't get into that. Um, but I was kind of like, I was, I was like thinking about that, and then I was thinking about the lawsuit that the one of the former co-founders of Tinder filed against her fellow co-founders um also for sexual harassment because she had been in a relationship with one of them it went very south um and so i kind of had those things in the back of my mind and i was like i want to write a story i want to write like a page turner that kind of explores some of these questions but also gets gets into the mind of like a guy um so i did that 
And it's called Startup a Novel. And you can pre-order it on Amazon. <laughs> and you can also go to your library and ask them to order it. Yeah. Oh, and I got my first review. I got my first real review last week from Kirkus, which is like a trade publication. Guys, Kirkus is in the know. Yeah. And they gave me a star, which is like a big deal. Huge deal. And 10% of books that are reviewed by them get stars. Yeah. So, so I was like, I was pretty stoked. Buckle up, everybody. Buckle up. The Kirkus. world is going to be taken over by Doris Shapir's <laughs> book, Start Up a Novel. Yeah. So, th- so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, Anyway, here is another email. Cool. Um, it is from Brianna. And she says, hello there, Matt and Dory. I wanted to reach out to you guys and first off, let you know how wonderful I think it is that you're sharing your story so publicly. It really is so unfortunate that there's so much guilt and shame around fertility issues. I agree. I think what you guys are doing is brave and so necessary. I've learned so much about the IVF process because of you guys. It's been educational and entertaining. I especially love the last podcast, My Two Dads. It breaks my heart for anyone who's going through this emotional journey. And listening to that last one really made me think how my situation could be much more challenging. I was so happy to hear that they have a little one on the way. Hope you do a follow-up episode with them after the baby comes. Done. Yeah. Mark and Chris, hope you guys are up for it. Um, All right. My husband and I have been trying to conceive for just over two years now, and so far it's the most challenging thing I've ever gone through, but has surprisingly had many silver linings along the way. We have not tried IVF, but we know that could be a possibility down the road. I won't go into our whole story, but we have tried a lot of different things and learned more than we could have than we would have ever imagined. Because of this journey, we have both made some serious positive changes. Diet changes, meditation, change in job, more yoga, massage, and self-care, as well as the wealth of knowledge I've gained about my own fertility. After taking a few breaks to regain focus, we are both now working with a natural path and taking a new route. We are optimistic and hoping for the best. I really just wanted to share a few things that have really helped me on this journey. One thing that has changed my life is a podcast called Fertility Friday. Are you plugging a competitor right now? The host interviews experts in the field, and I've learned so much from her podcast. I highly recommend it. There will definitely be some info and simple changes you can make that will help you boost your egg quality. Mm. Another thing that I've recently started with is meditation uh, meditation app called Circle in Bloom. It's a daily meditation set to your cycle days and exactly what is happening in your body on that day. It is pretty amazing. Again, I wanted to say thank you for thank you to you both for what you're doing. You're making change in the world. My husband and I are both wishing the best for you and we'll be anxious to hear that you're pregnant. Sending you all the prego vibes. Good luck and hang in there. All right. Good advice. Fertility why don't Friday. You, why don't you uh, meditate? I should meditate. You should. I feel like you'd be good at it. I can't. I've tried. Have you really tried? I've tried. I have like 45 books on meditation. What about one of those apps? Um, I'm meditating. Oh. Should we stop the podcast? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I haven't tried one of those apps. I be open to it i like the breathe app on the watch you do i do it kind of annoys me why does it annoy it you just like tells you to breathe have you done it no do it what do you what it do you mean? coaches you through deep breathing oh exercise it does for a minute and a half oh i didn't even know that you think it just reminded you to breathe yes and i was like this is literally the dumbest thing i've ever seen yes that would be 
but, but this makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. To sort of reset you and relax. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, we also got a suggestion from Ashley in Wisconsin to read. You know, the- one time at a blackjack table, okay. me and the other guy playing, both our watches went off to breathe, and we did it together at the blackjack table. What casino were you at? The Palazzo. Because I feel like a lot of casinos don't let you wear your watch at the blackjack table. Uh, we were at the Palazzo, and they didn't care. Interesting. I've definitely been told to take off my watch. Really? Yeah. Maybe this was before people realized that Apple Watches were Apple Watches. Maybe. Um, we also got a suggestion from Ashley in Wisconsin to read the book It Starts with the Egg, uh-huh. which talks a lot about egg quality and gives a lot of great tips to hopefully make IVF more successful. Yeah. Okay. So there like we go. another tip. It starts with the egg. Um, how are we doing on time? Uh, we probably got time for one and a half more. All right. Um, this is a short email from Chris. This will be the half. Dear Matt and Dory, if you conceive spontaneously, I'm sure you'd be thrilled, but would any part of you be annoyed about all the time and effort you put into IVF? Yes. Yeah. I think I would be. The answer to that question is yes. Yeah. Um, All right. It'd be like, I don't know. It'd be like finally paying off a car and then totaling it. You think that would be, uh, you think, you think this is like paying off a car? All right. Whatever. Um, Isn't it? Okay. Here is our, all right. A here car is our, baby. Here is our last email from Amy and Keith. Uh, just found out about your podcast via Gilmore guys, which I subsequently found via Nerdist and I have binged all the episodes in less than a week. What an incestuous world of podcasting we're in. I know you mean you binged our podcast in a week, not Gilmore Guys. That would be impossible. Yeah. Because <laughs> every episode is like 10 hours long. Well, the later ones are five hours long. <laughs> my husband and I, both born and raised in Lowell and Dracut, Massachusetts. Oh, my God. I'm from Lowell. I lived across the river from Dracut. I lived on the end of Burnham Road, like at the Merrimack River. They know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, are trying for baby number two after successful Clomid pregnancy in 2014 and a miscarriage this past October. We have never had to go through all the added stressors of IVF like you guys have, but we do know the frustrations that come with not being able to conceive spontaneously, and we wish you both the best of luck. My question is actually about Mm Bo and how you think he'll deal with having a new baby in the picture. We also have a Ridgeback mix who was less than thrilled when we brought our son Malcolm home in 2014. She was never aggressive towards him, but did noticeably change from her usual spunky self to an almost depressed-like state the first few months our son was here. Oh, no. We took her to the vet to make sure there wasn't anything wrong with her. She was already a senior dog at this point, and the vet informed us that it is not uncommon for dogs to feel like they're being replaced, especially if they've been the only source of attention for some time. In learning that, we made sure to keep her included as much as we could with also caring for a newborn and made lots of extra trips to the dog park when we could. I'm happy to say that Maya and Mal are best of friends now, especially since he's older and can play with her. So she has returned to her playful, goofy self. How do you think Bo will handle not being an only child anymore? Love your show. And can't wait to hear what happens with you guys in the future. Best of luck, Amy and Keith. What do you think? (sighs) I I hope he will be like protective of a baby. Mm -hmm. 
I do think he will be jealous though. Oh yeah. Like for sure. he, he's already jealous. Like if we're like hugging or something, he like wants to get in there. Yep. Um, that's right. America. You heard it at first. My wife and I hug. Yep. <laughs> it's true. No, he does not. He does not like to feel left out. Yeah. I mean, I've read a bunch of stuff about how like you are supposed to try and include the ba- the dog in kind of like caring for the baby um like inviting the dog along even when you like change the baby's diaper or something um i'm into it let's do it so i think we're gonna have to do that because i think Bo is gonna be like pretty he's gonna be like what is happening Bo is the best dog so you know the thought of Bo getting depressed is very depressing i know you got very sad when i said that i just don't I don't like it. I took him to Runyon this morning and he had such a good time. And then he came home amped up. Yeah, he was. He was amped up for like 10 minutes and now he's sound asleep. Yeah, he's sound asleep on the couch. Um, it'll be interesting. I do wonder about it. I hope our dog and our baby get along. And I think know. we'll probably have to get Hannah, the dog trainer, to come back. And deal with the baby and the dog. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, all right. I'm so glad that they're from Lowell and Drake. It. Me too. Maybe they went to Scola's or went to Fio's or Good Times or... Oh, wait. we Can I read one more email? It's a short email. You can. Okay. This is from Lisa. Because your grown-ass woman can do whatever you want. Thanks, honey. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on when to have a baby after starting a new job. Wednesday. My husband and I had been trying to get pregnant for the last three months of the year, and I'm very close to taking a new job with a new company. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what you both think is an appropriate time frame to start trying for a baby, our first, again, if the new job does work out. We've thought about waiting six months and also discussed to not change our plans. On the one hand, does it, should a job dictate our family plans? On the other The career will provide so much for us. Why not wait another six months? My job provides the primary income and benefits, so we want to be smart for both family and job. Another possible consideration is us being 10 years apart. I am 30 and my husband is 40. Thanks for everything. Really appreciate you both for all that you do. Best, Lisa. Well, you're not going to have a problem on his end, assuming his sperm count is healthy, because men men have children very late. They can have children in their 90s. Like, it's crazy. Um, So I wouldn't worry about time on that respect. And you're only 30. Yeah. I think you had nothing to worry about. Yeah, I mean, the other thing about getting pregnant right after you start a new job is that companies are not required to give you um, leave if you haven't been there for 12 months. Well, there you go. Seems like a great answer. Some companies do give you leave, but they're not required to. Yeah. So you might want to look into that. And by leave, that just means unpaid leave where you're guaranteed to get your job back. Yeah. Um, So you might just want to, I don't know if you end up taking the job or what, but that just might be something you want to look into. But I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm also just at the point now where like "Eh, another six months, whatever. Like I would just wait. Yeah. Plus you're 30. Yeah. You know, if it was reversed and you were 40 and he was 30 be a different story. Right. Totally. Um, so the only, the, the one more thing we, we, we've got to do is I want to give a thank you to all of our donors. 
Okay. Let's thank our donors. Yeah. I don't I didn't even know we had donors. We have donors. Guys, huge thank you to our donors. Yeah. I'm gonna say all of your names and tell you what I think you you do based on your name. <laughs> okay. Thank you to the first name. Go ahead, honey. Tell me what the name is. I'll tell you what they do for a living. Paul Charles. Uh, they're the Duke of Bridgewater. Made that position up, but that's what someone named Paul Charles probably okay. does. Okay. Katie McGuire. Katie McGuire. You're a bartender <laughs> at the Copper Kettle. Julie Phillips. Julie Phillips. You were born in 1978 and probably... Still go see Duran Duran when they tour. Eric Zwakenberg. Eric Zwakenberg. You started engineering in college, but then you decided to stop when you discovered jazz fusion. <laughs> Carly Pollock. Carly Pollock. You, I guarantee that you've read more books than I have. Ryan Kuzmikis. Ryan Kuzmikis, guess what? He's the drummer in the other guy's jazz fusion. Oh, my God. They know each other? It's crazy. What? Dana DeLugas. Dana DeLugas? (laughs) I think so. Dana, you are a yenta. I'm sorry, but you're always gossiping about your friends, and you're the neighborhood uh, lady with the info. And you set people up. Yes, you're a matchmaker you're a too. Matchmaker, because you know you know everyone's business. Hey, stop taking my thing. Oh, I'm the one who tells them what they do. Okay, Shauna Co- Shauna Coombs. Shauna Coombs, you have an acre and a half, and you love taking your dogs out there. Andrew Platt. Andrew Platt. I think that your favorite movie of 2016 was. Probably. Mm. Hidden Figures. Nope, it wasn't Hidden Figures. I feel like he really liked uh, Deadpool. Mm. Tanya Moore. Tanya Moore. You and your husband married shortly after college, and you're thinking, did I make a mistake? I'm here to tell you, you did fine. Wow. Tanya was the one who sent us baked goods. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Tanya. Uh, that Ke- my wife then took to BuzzFeed and I never got to sample any of it. Uh, Kelly McDevitt. Kelly McDevitt. First of all, I'm thanking all these people. I'm, I forget to thank them. I'm just yeah. telling them what they do by their name. Uh-huh. Uh, oh. You're getting a FaceTime from your brother. Uh, <laughs> it's his birthday. I know. Happy birthday. Should we have FaceTimed him on there? He, we could have heard them and us. Oh, that would have been weird. Yeah, it would have been weird. Oh, God. Might as well hit answer. Hello. Why is this a... Dory. Hi. We're recording the podcast. We're doing. We're literally doing the podcast right now, and you guys are hey on it. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi, Sam. Wow, Matt. You really look like Matt Patricia. I try. Hang on. I had to be backwards for that. Wow. Yeah, you really look like him. Yeah, I'm, 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 wait till I put the hoodie on. Oh, Sam wants to see Bo. You want to yeah, see Bo? Bo? Oh, boy. Sam, our nephew, wants to see Bo. Let's take him over to see Bo. Uh, can you see him? Wait. Hi, Bo. Oh, boy. Hi, Bo. Oh, there he is. Do you see the doggy? 
Say hi, doggy. The doggy's sleeping. Yeah. Bow, bow. <laughs> Happy birthday, um, Michael. Thanks. Yeah. What are you doing for your birthday besides watching the Patriots? That's it. That's... Uh, had most of the day off. That uh-huh. so was nice. Most of. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Twitter doesn't let you take a weekend off? Uh, we've got a lot of stuff for our client going tonight, so we had to... (laughs) (laughs) Sam, we Uh, miss you. Yeah. Bo, Bo. And Bo misses you. Yeah, Bo misses you the most. Yeah. Your best friend. Oh, how's Lala? Uh, Lala's good. She was talking, uh... Without being asked today, so I think she might be a little possessed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh classic, classic Lala. Classic Lala. Um, um, all right, cool. We'll call us later. We'll be around. Okay. All right. Bye, Sam. Congratulations, Michael and Sam. You're now on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Um, oh man, we almost finished the names before we got was, interrupted by Michael and Sam. That was really cute. It was. Sam really loves Bo. He loves Bo. Um, the last name is Katie Brozek. Katie Brozek. You run your own business selling industrial vacuum cleaners to car washes. Whoa. Yeah. Listen, guys, if you also want to be on this list of if awesome you want, donors... If and you, you want, want Matt solely to think of something you do based on just how your name sounds to me... You can make a you donation. Can make a donation. To the podcast. All you have to do is go to... DorianMatt.com and click on Donate. And uh, you can send us a PayPal or Venmo and... Yeah. Send us some love. Help us buy a new microphone. We, we lost one. We would be very grateful. Um, also, join our Facebook group, which is like really rocking these days. Lots of great conversations happening on there. Uh, the Facebook group is Excellent Adventure on Facebook. And you can email us at Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. Yeah. We love emails. Uh, see, we're catching up on our emails. We're doing it, guys. We had a whole mailbag today. And uh, you can call us, too. You can. 413 something baby 461 baby baby there you go and we'll listen to your voicemail and uh respond to your voicemail and yeah it's exciting it's very exciting i can't wait to put this podcast up tonight knowing the outcome of the super bowl oh who knows what's gonna happen who knows i'm Um, wearing my patriots jersey and my patriots hat and my full beard so as your brother said, I look like Matt Patricia, defensive coordinator for the Patriots. You know, one time I was watching a Patriots game and, <laughs> with some friends, and I said that I thought Matt Patricia was hot. Ew. And everyone was like, ew. And then I was like, wait, maybe he looks like Matt. Maybe that's why I think he's hot. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable, <laughs> as is our audience. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Have a baby. Enjoy yourselves. Bye. Bye. And for you, that's not a lot of hope. But you go tonight. Oh, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go.